1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live.
0: Hello and welcome back to Claret and Blue. We've got another wacky idea for you today. Uh, as often with our with our content at the moment, we kind of think of the titles first and then work out what the content will be <laughs> after the fact. Um, we've got a big spreadsheet of about 30 ideas. Well, we've got some great titles, but we don't really know what we're going to talk about. So Matt Kendrick, would you, would you like to reveal this week's title and then I'll explain what the format is? The working
1: title that we came up with is Your ah.
0: Nice. Um
1: which that's the bit in the uh, quote marks. I don't think we've quite sussed the, the, the back end of the title, but it's basically trying to find out kind of the the rubbish rubbish rubbishist? Rubbish yeah that's his word, isn't it? Rubbishist. I think so that word.
0: It, it, yeah, the is, worst. Worse, yeah,
1: yeah, the crappiest Villa players from the last ten years. Anyway,
0: it's what we're going to try and do is find an ultimate winner from the last ten years, who we think between the three of us is the worst player that's played for Villa in the last ten years. It's not. It's not about the winner. There's twenty players here who are all very rubbish. It's the taking part that counts. They're all poor. They all deserve to be here. Originally, we were just going to go through and pick a top five, but we've decided to make it a World Cup of worst football players. So we've got four groups, mm. A, B, C and D, with five players in each group. The winner and the runner-up from each group go through. They play each other in a quarterfinal, then a semi final, then a final. And then we'll find out who the worst Aston Villa player is from the last 10 years. But as we've just said, there's a lot of bad names in this list. So Yeah, if
1: we can't decide, can we, do, can we just do a really kind of random anagram?
0: So do you want me to reveal group A? Yeah, go on. What have we got. So I think this is the group of death, having just scrolled through it. We've got Jolene Lescott. Boo <laughs> Leandro Bakuna. Boo
1: I'm not gonna do it all the way through, that's okay. enough now.
0: Stephen Ireland, Alexander Tonev, Grant Holt. That is a difficult group, I think. Very very difficult.
1: Right, let's got let's got a ton off. Next <laughs> next group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did say, you some
1: chatter around this?
0: See, I think Bakuna gets in there for me. I would go. Nah, Bakuna. he wasn't that. Nah, wasn't that bad though, was he? He was awful, Bakuna. He's got. He's one of the worst footballers I've seen in my oh, time. Come on, of, really? Come on.
2: For me, nah, come on, that, that, That's pretty pretty harsh, man. Really? Wow. Like, okay, so with with Bakuna, the Bakuna situation is he was all right until he spoke so it's not his footballing ability sounds like Gus to be honest (laughs) doesn't (laughs) it
0: do we not remember remember that back pass against Southampton in the year we went down we just booted it back towards the goalkeeper
2: but I think with Bakuna there's a fair bit of there's a little bit of good Whereas these other players, mm, there's no good. Not like the
0: free kicks, you mean? There's no good at all? I remember there being a lot of talk about, oh, well, well, he's decent on set plays. I don't know what the stats are, but I, don't, I only seem to remember him scoring like two or three free kicks. Like, he wasn't that special at them.
2: But we're not, we're not trying to argue that he was really good. No, I know that, but... Like, just not that he was the worst Villa player of the last decade. Maybe I'm
0: forgetting how bad Tonev was. Or maybe with Tonev, it was because there was so much hype before he signed with all the YouTube videos and stuff, and he was just so disappointed.
2: What I will say... Out of this group is we we are missing out Stephen Ireland really. He should be got like it, for me it should be less got an Ireland. Do you think? <sighs> when you when you're selling James Milner right and you get Stephen <laughs> Ireland in return and he does nothing yeah, I mean, yeah, he, like, but he fair. got
1: superman pants hadn't he and he got a car with big wheels and he got a shark tank <laughs> in his house and he smoked a I shisha pipe I saw him pipe. getting
2: a tattoo once I saw him getting a tattoo once and he was playing FIFA whilst the, the artist was kind of um, tattooing his back and he was playing as Man City on Amateur and scoring <laughs> passing to himself all the time
0: to score oh my god that's the best story I've heard that's very good I love that Do you deserve have to
1: pierced through the windows of these places James
0: <laughs>
2: no, or what? No, my mate was getting a tattoo and he looks like, he, he's, he was bored as well, and he had a beard, so he was like upside down head. And I both <laughs> sitting next to each other, and they look like the same guy. And I was like, "Why is he playing? He don't play FIFA." Uh, well, it was Stephen Ireland, yeah. And uh, loads of Villa players go there, so uh, I don't. I just, I have. It was just bizarre.
1: Listen, I, I'm not in the in the habit of, of defending terrible players or players who don't do anything in, in Claret and Blue when we're expecting uh, expecting much more from them. What I would say about Stephen Ireland, it was kind of. It was kind of the the adopted child that nobody wanted, really, because he was signed <laughs> yeah. when there wasn't a manager. You know, kind of O'Neill had gone, and I think Kevin McDonald was probably in temporary charge. Gerard Houllier quickly made it known that he didn't like him. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, whether it was the. The fact that he played FIFA in tattoo parlors, or what? <laughs> Gerard just didn't took took an instant dislike to him, and I think he knew. I think he knew that, that a couple of years previously he'd been the kind of on the brink of a very exciting Manchester City team before they really exploded, uh, yeah. and was the main man. Found out that Manchester City had kind of won the lottery, but he he wasn't around to to kind of enjoy enjoy the success. And I I just think he felt displaced, to be honest. And yeah, I, that's fair. I I don't know. Perhaps I'm cutting him, cutting him a bit too much slack. Because I remember seeing him at the Etihad playing for Manchester City. He's a very, very good player, a very good player, which probably makes it worse that we got to see the, the worst of him, really.
0: Yeah, I think out of the, the five, there, Ireland and Bakuna stand out to me as being the ones where I'd less got as well. To be fair now, now, I'm thinking about it, where attitude was also a problem or, or application was a problem. That I don't mean Bacuna wasn't. I don't think talented. Stephen Ireland did have a little bit about him. But didn't didn't apply himself and didn't didn't look interested at any point. Bakuna, when it got to the stage that oh again we're going down, and all the fans on his back, and he said some stupid things in the press and all the rest of it. Again, I'm not defending him, but at that point he'd given up completely, and that's what stands out to me as things that that kind of mark their card for me. That I go I don't like them for that reason. It's less about the football inability. It's just like, I didn't like you as a person while you were playing for us either.
2: <laughs> it's tough because you kind of. Do you want to judge this on what they've said and what they've done, or their ability? Because if it's ability and application, it's probably toe and Ireland that go through over uh, over anyone else. Yeah. But then you think of like what Lescott said, or yeah. what Bakuna said, and it, it twists it, but
0: Poor, poor, poor I really old think Grant Holt hasn't even mentioned it. <laughs> Grant Holt is, is, is it's got just a, pointless. He's got a way of in this group here that he's actually <laughs> not that bad compared to the others. He's, his attitude is probably fine. He's just not a very good footballer. <laughs> not the right sign at the right time.
1: The only possible time you you sign Grant Holt for a uh, Premier League club is. That moment when he's on the up, you certainly don't know when he's a spent force.
0: Yeah. To round up then, because we're on group A and we're 10 minutes in, so I'm keen to, keen, to, keen to crack on. I'm saying Les Scott wins this group. Can we, have we actually, I know you want to crack on, but do we
1: need to talk about Les Scott? Do we just need to flash that tweet on the screen?
0: Yeah, the car tweet, the like, the weight off my shoulders thing, the abysmal footballing ability. I mean, what else do you want me to say?
1: That's enough. you get, you get to my vote, mate, to be yeah. honest. Like, if it was me, I'd have Les Scott and, and, and Tonev
2: going through. What about you, James? This is a really tough group to you, to be fair. For the sake of it, I'm going to go for Lescott as the winner because I think you kind of have to. And I'm going to go for Tonev.
0: Okay, so that's, that's we'll go Tonev just by numbers. I would have gone Bakuna, but we'll go Tonev. So Lescott the winner, Tonev runner-up, just
1: for the purposes of this draw, yeah?
0: Group B, some interesting names. First of all, Ross McCormack. Tiago Ellori, who I totally forgot about. Andre Moreira, who I also forgot about. Simon Dawkins, who I only remember because of the turning the lights off at Bodymore Heath thing and Carlos Sanchez who's a left field shout from Twitter
1: Is Sanchez a bit harsh to be in
2: there? Was he that bad? Yeah, Sanchez is brutal That's brutal do, do you
0: think? He was rubbish as well though
2: I, I think he's well, one like of those every, who've got everyone that Everyone just nick- says he's rubbish
0: I think yeah, I've I've it's kind of scanning through these groups there's, a, there's an obvious bad one and again we've done it randomly but we've, we've done it quite well there's an obvious bad one and there's a, there's a semi-obvious oh, they're not that bad compared to the others so I think Sanchez is the he's he was bad, but he's not as bad as the rest there. The thing
1: I'd say about Sanchez is he probably suffers from you know crap nickname syndrome. A bit like Ron Villar was Concrete <laughs> yeah. Ron, and then had to be wrapped up in cotton wool all the time. Carlos Sanchez was, was the Rock. You know, the Rock. He's more like you know he's more like a stick of candy floss than he is the Rock, you know? Do you know what I mean? It's a very yeah. kind of seaside confectionery reference yeah. that I've made there, but. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a bit harsh to get him in there. I, I just I, seem to remember being never worse. being able to
0: make a pass over five yards, and always just being very frustrating. Always internationally, look decent, then comes back to Villa and it is poor.
1: Great hair though. I mean, if you if you were trying to pick Villa Villa players for a Jackson Five tribute act, you'd, you'd have Carlos Sanchez in there, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And that's his one yeah. redeeming quality. Um, but yeah, I think he's one that doesn't quite deserve to be in in the list. But who else we got? Uh, Ross
0: McCormack. Talk to me.
2: There, there is absolutely no chance that he doesn't win this group. I thought he meant was- he won the competition. Thank you for listening to Claremont <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- what you got to consider is that Ross McCormack comes in. It was ten to fifteen million pound as a marquee signing, that a leader, a, yeah. a captain, a, a champion, a marquee, solid championship player,
0: a goal scorer. And he
2: does, he does n- not a thing in his Villa career. Not, and I mean, he isn't helped by a managerial change, a tactical change, and the fact that a Villa. Then decided to buy Kodja and then Hogan. Like, so they bought these three marquee strikers for the same price range. Yeah. Um, the personal issues got on top of him, but it's like it's almost like Sanchez a bit. They like moved to Villa. They come in with a bit of a reputation, and then their career just declines. Yeah. Like there was just nothing. They moved to kind of resurrect it. So McCormack went to Motherwell, Nottingham Forest, uh, and did nothing. It was only in, in uh, Australia where he looked kind of any de- any any bit near decent. But for the price tag, the reputation, the hopes pinned on him, Ross McCormack just steals this group, think runs about, away with think it. The
1: about McCormack, though, I'll, I'll be forever grateful to him for giving me one of my favourite intros that I've wrote, which I think it was something like this. Um, have you heard the story about Ross McCormack's massive gait? You'll never get over it. Which I thought, <laughs> I
2: think that's a pretty good intro, don't you?
1: I think that's quite good. That, that is PQ, that is. <laughs> it is very me, isn't it? Yeah, it is very me. So um, this
2: gate thing was it was it locked open or locked shut? Like, because has anyone ever explained it? Because they say it's broken, but like, was
0: it locked open or shut? Well, if it was locked open, he'd be able to get out, <laughs> wouldn't he?
2: Yeah, but it's not about getting out. It's about could he leave his house with the gate open? Uh, was that what was well, that what he I was mean, saying?
0: Most of us normal people don't have gated houses, so we all have to leave our houses ungated. So he could have surely just fo- over footballers it.
2: Footballers' houses get burgled, like like John Terry's one. There's that. Whatever happened there, someone left a present for him. Like, I can't blame him if it's locked open.
0: <laughs> I think it was locked shut. I don't know. Who cares? It probably wasn't anything yeah. at all. It, it, that, that's not line, even <laughs> the
2: thing, is it? Like, that isn't even the thing. It's just, like, the guy was crap for Villa. Like, absolutely crap.
0: Ross McCormack,
1: he clearly had some personal issues. And yeah, of course. that's affected, affected his professional life and his professional ability. I think Bruce, he dug him out spectacularly. Yeah, by revealing this story, yeah. and listen, listen, we're in the press, so we have kind of got a vested interest in people telling us interesting things, and you know, kind of, if football was just what happened on a pitch on a Saturday and on a Tuesday night, then it'd be fairly boring. So we like the pantomime element around the sides of it, but yeah. I think it left him nowhere to go, really, both in terms of his Villa career and both in terms of anybody taking a gamble on him in future. I think it kind of, I think it killed his confidence, and I think it killed killed any chance of him being an asset anymore you know mm. 12 million quid I think Villa paid for him you know he was worth from that from that moment onwards he was worth 2 million at tops and then the, yeah. na- the following two years <laughs> reduced that to zero
0: I'm already saying now already he goes through as winner the other names in the group Tiago Alori Andre Morera, and Simon <laughs> Dawkins
2: it'd be it'd be a toss up between Moreira and Dawkins but at least I think Dawkins is a weird one because it's the injuries kind of knocked his career about and then he moves to America and wants to get that break and he looks all right and it never really happens for him. Um, But Moreira was odd. I just don't. I just never got that signing at all.
1: No, so wasn't he? Um, wasn't he a Mendes signing? Wasn't it part of Mendes trying to kind of do? I think he did it at Wolves initially, didn't he? Throw through a few duds there before he actually started serving up some to top-notch players. Yeah, to players. be
2: fair, Wolves like, got uh, Waitrose and we got Poundland when it comes to Mendes.
1: <laughs> what exactly. The thing about think about, um, think about um And you know, this is a really random thing. You know, I how, how always remember to spell his name uh-huh. Moore and then I R <laughs> A. I don't know why. Just that when foreign players come in, you have to learn to type their names, and I just used to break it down at the word "more" and then IRA. so whether I, whether, whether I thought badly politically about him as well, I don't know.
0: Anyway, I'll, I'll never forget that that video that came out. Oh, on someone's can Twitter. You, yeah. Can you Warble. drop that?
1: Can you drop that in here? It's a bit like when I have a kick around in the garden with with my my daughter, and you know you just say, "Well, I've got to let you know, I've got to let a few goals in here." Yeah. It's just like that. It's just kind of half put your hand out and stuff like that. So.
0: I think I, I think having thought about it now, he he has to go runner-up for me. It's just yeah. such a weird um, signing. When he, we did see him in those little snippets, there's nothing there. Like just an odd odd signing.
1: And Dawkins is just um, he'll just forever be renowned for the lights are still on at Pottymore Heath, won't he? <laughs> <Yeah. That's>, that, <laughs> you know, he was condemned from the moment that, that Villa unveiled him in such a spectacular fashion.
2: One of my friends, um, Tiago, who kind of um, he's a. A football, you're not, you're, and, you name dropping that. Tiago Alori is your friend, <laughs> no, nah, nah, no, Ti- not Tiago, but he, not that Tiago. But, um, yeah, one I of s- my friends, Jolene, is gonna be really disappointed <laughs> about being in this list. But like, I spoke to him about Marrero when Moreira first joined, and he said it like he was really impressed, like he was hot, wow. like, really excited for us because it's like this guy's a he said he's a very talented shot stopper, he needs game time, he's not the best with his feet, but this could be a really smart deal for Villa. And like, you know, he he knows his stuff. So, I'd for what happened there because that, that, that description of him doesn't fit with the video at the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, are we saying Andre Moreira takes runner up out of this group? He has yeah, to, stick
1: yeah. him in there. Stick him right. in there with Ross, yeah.
0: Group C Mika Richards, Nicholas Hellenius, Jordan Bowery, Michael Bradley, and Charles Nzogbia. Oh. oh, goodness. That's a man. tough group, that is.
2: <laughs> that is Charles Nzogbia and. Barry, I think.
0: Really, you're not taking Mark Richards through to the. I'm not final. going to take.
2: Mar- I'm not going to take Mark Richards through to the quarterfinal for a variety of reasons, and that is because when Charles and Zogby came in, really hyped up, and he was a nine million pound signing, right? So we paid money for him. I think we got Richards for free, and I know the wages were a lot, but we've in Zogby, the wages are transfer free and just absolutely not delivering. Whereas at least Richards kind of. Troyed for a little bit, whereas Inzaghi just kind of floated around.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I think looking through those names, Bowery and Hellenius are forgettable. Like, yeah, they're rubbish signers, but they just didn't weren't around long enough to do anything that annoyed me enough. Michael Bradley, Matt Lynch sent me a photo of him as his. When I was asking for tweets, I asked people to send me their player, and obviously most people typed it out. Matt sent me a picture of him, and I looked at it and thought, I can't even think of this guy's name. He's that yeah, but forgettable. But Dan, you
1: didn't, you didn't even you you thought Villa. You, Beat Bayern <laughs> Munich in the in the European <laughs> Cup semi final. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean? Yeah.
0: Thanks for bringing that up again.
1: Nicholas Alanius is great because he just he'll forever be remembered for having his pants pulled down by Jan Vertonghen, would not he? In yeah. that um, in that League Cup game, that was brilliant. That was.
2: Did you ever read his account of what like why his time at Villa went wrong? Oh, he was addicted to bloody really painkillers and stuff, he wasn't he? He got like he a really? flesh eating bacteria and thought he was going to die. Then he got his pants pulled down as well. So I don't think that helps. <laughs> <laughs> That's not
1: how we got the the flesh eating bacteria was.
2: <laughs>
0: um, Who else is on the list? Jordan Bowery. He was one of those one of those classic Lambert signings, wasn't it? Where we've got no money and we're going to go young and hungry for a lower league and give them a shot at the Premier League, and he again just did nothing.
2: Yeah, I'd go in Zogbia and Barry. Mark Bradley's a harsh one because he's actually a really good player. And I don't know. I, do you have any information, Matt, on why he didn't play at all? Because he just it was nah. a weird one. He went on to play for Roma. And he's like 150 <laughs> times captain for the uh, United States, so it's it's really. Didn't odd. he go on? Didn't he go on to become the best paid player in the states? for a while yeah. I,
1: think probably, he, I think he probably still took a pay cut from what Villa paid him but <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he did Yeah, I, I so, just remember, remember he played away at, um, we played away at Man City and, and Julio made a load of changes in the cup and we got, we got knocked out Bradley the game just passed him by mm. which was strange because you, you thought he'd come in and be a bit of an athlete and, and have a bit of energy and, and, and get around the place but he was just he was just flat he just he gave the impression he didn't want to be there I think he'd been lined up to come when he thought Bob Bradley was going to get the job yeah um, when he thought his dad was going to oh. get the job, and I don't know whether they were still commit, still committed to going through with that or what. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm putting Richards through, and I'm putting Nzogbia through because they're yes. both both exceptionally well played play well played, well paid, and for various reasons they just didn't uh, didn't deliver. Although I did love that picture when, from Charles Zogbia when he was wearing a pair of curtains um, <laughs> yeah. in, in a dressing God, room at Bodymore once. That was great.
0: I think Zogbia is probably the winner. At first, though, yeah, I'd look, I looked at that and thought Mika Richards was that was the standout. I think, like you said earlier, because there was some expectation that Charles Zogby was going to be a half decent signing to replace. Was it Stuart Downing? I think from uh, when we signed him from Wigan. Yeah, kind that's of right. Nine and a half, ten million. You can't kind of think, well, you know, he's got a good decent left foot on him, bit of pace. Like he, he might be okay, and to be such a drop in. Mm. expectations versus reality. We're paying him, I don't know how much the wage was, but I seem to remember it being a fairly high number. £10 million transfer for transfer fee. Yeah, I think he probably goes through as the biggest waste of space in this group. Mika Richards, again, I'd put through as runner-up just because, again, massively, you know, decent expectations just to sign him on a free free transfer. Yeah, well, listen, we,
1: we can speak a bit more about him if he's in the next round. Anyway, crack on. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: group D. We've got Angel Crespo, Danny Drinkwater, Yacouba Silla, Kieran Richardson and Aaron Tishbola. Thoughts?
2: I could be tempted to put
0: Drinkwater. Wow, that's bold. A, cor- a current player.
2: A lot goes on behind closed doors, right? I'm sure Villa players has been fighting training because it's, it's a contact sport, so people are always going to kick off, but... It comes out of drink water, like uh hits a current player as well, hotter. And uh that tops it for me. Oh, that really does top it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it is really harsh to include drink water, but when he's lined up against those players, you think, yeah, they're all a bit rubbish or didn't play, but none of them has hit another villa player.
1: <laughs> do you know the do you know the thing for me with drink water? And I don't think <sighs> So I think he was willing on the pitch, and I don't think he was quite quite as dreadful as people were made out. Problem was, he was he was recruited to replace John McGinn, who's yeah. the all-action, super-energy kind of high-octane midfielder, box-to-box, your archetypal box-to-box who covers every blade of grass. And then you've got Danny Drinkwater. It's like the hair and the tortoise, isn't it? In one, mm. in I just think what 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 did we want him for? What was he there yeah. to do? Was he an improvement on mm. anything we'd got? Really?
0: Yeah, I think the more you've spoken about Drinkwater, the more that's a fair inclusion. Again, having when we signed him, we all kind of had a little raised eyebrow to think, well, he's not even playing for Burnley, so is this really who we need? We're paying him a lot of wages. He's not much fit. He's barely played. Then he gets into a training ground bust-up, and you think, "Mm, this is not turning out in any way. Mm. There's no positive here at all. Does he win this group just by default? because He's a little bit worse than the rest. Angel Crespo, who again, a bit forgettable, didn't really do anything. I feel that's the little bit kind of shrug my shoulders, don't really care about him. Yakuba Silla had a little bit of. I seem to remember a couple of games where I thought, hey, yeah, he's not actually that bad. Didn't we have this conversation of the week
1: when I said that I kind of did, did some digging into the stats because Villa seemed to be be more successful with him yes. in the team? And then I checked out all the stats and he just happened to be complete coincidence because he was crapping all the categories. I think that, I mean, he got a. <laughs> He got a great chance and he came from a club called Claremont Foot, um, which was a great name for a football club, Claremont Foot. Um, Other than that, I don't think he had a great deal to distinguish him. Um, What I would say is Crespo potentially, because if we go back to the year that Villa were relegated in 2015-16, we're all getting super excited, weren't we, about, about this um, spending spree? Uh, the Transcut for Committee of Hendrik Almstad yeah. and Tom Fox and Paddy Riley and Tim Sherwood uh, delivered this kind of nine or ten signings. Was Crespo the crappiest one of the foreign recruits? Because a lot of them, a lot of the other ones who didn't Possibly. do that well for Villa, have gone, gone on to reinvent themselves back across Europe. And, yeah. you know, Armavi, um, Veritu, and who else? Guy, um Traore, do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them were actually very good players in the wrong place at the wrong time, whereas Crespo, I think, was a rubbish player then, and I should imagine probably continues to be a rubbish
0: player. <laughs> are we forgetting how bad Kieran Richardson was, though? Yeah. This Kevin is- MacDonald was playing him over so, Armavi.
2: The problem here is you've got a lot of players who are, are quite bad, but I think... Richardson came, came in on a free right and he was crap yeah. whereas Tish like you pay 5 million he's meant to be the next big thing and he, 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 yeah. he only wants to play under Steve Clark because
0: he knows him Who are we going to stick in? I don't know I think this is quite difficult what do you two think? I'll I will f- I put Drinkwater down as a winner just because he's we've he's we found the best argument for him out of all the rest so far so he has to win by default it's the runner up that I, I'm struggling with it could really be any of those and I wouldn't be that bothered
1: I'd probably go Drinkwater for the reasons outlined and I probably would go Tish bowler um, because he, he unlike morera there 's not an easy way of breaking down his surname, and <laughs> what I would also say is he kind of is the poster boy for that kind of you know our plan to sign young and hungry players from the lower leagues yeah. and how it went wrong there 's ones we 've had Matt Lowton who, who went came in and did did decent, and we've had West who, despite splitting opinion did did okay but i think I think Tish bowler is the one who almost kind of I don't know, little fish in a big pond syndrome. Just couldn't yeah. couldn't deliver on on the hype. Now I know the hype wasn't his fault, but he just wasn't wasn't really. Nor was
0: the hype that big, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, point taken. Yeah, he wasn't being proclaimed as the as the next but, Sid Cowan, was he, or the yeah, the exactly. new Messi or something? He was just, oh, this kid's supposed to be decent at Reading. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think that probably swings it for me, you know, because that was the start of that was the first that was the year we went down, wasn't it? As well, that was a Di Matteo signing that you come in and think, right, we're going to build a decent squad to get us back up. Tish Bowler comes in with a little bit of a reputation. We spent five mil on this kid, and he does absolutely nothing. And then goes out on loan a couple of times, I think, and then eventually. To get sold to somebody I don't even remember can I say
1: one more thing about Tish Bowler why does he need why does the word Aaron need two A's
0: this is coming from a person who's got Matt with one T
1: <laughs> yeah but you only need one T why does Matt need two T's <laughs> just take your superfluous A and get through to the quarterfinals <laughs> Tishy Bowler
0: yeah onto the knockouts a bit we've all been waiting for <laughs>
1: right who's the first quarterfinal
0: so the group A winner was Jolene Lescott who was playing the runner-up of group B it was Andre Marrera. Uh, the other quarterfinal was the A runner-up, which was Alexander Tonev, and he is playing Ross McCormack. So the winner of Group C was Charles Nzogbia, and he's playing the runner-up of Group D, who was Aaron Tishbola. Or oh, Mika Richards and Danny Drinkwater. Go on then, let's, let's, go. let's
1: decide the first quarterfinal.
2: So that would be Tonev versus Ross McCormack. What I will say about Tonev is at least Ross McCormack didn't get it done for a racial abuse whilst trying to resurrect his career. <laughs> Like wow. that is that's a that's a winner.
0: What's your gut feeling, Matt, when when you see those two names next to each other, apart from feeling sick?
1: My gut feeling is that probably McCormack, but I've, I just I don't I want this to I want a bit of variety in the final stages of this competition. I don't want it to be all the kind of all the big Classics. seeds getting through. I want you know do you yeah. know what I mean. I, I want some kind of um, third world nation to 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 strike a blow for the common man, really. So so you want you want to do some match fixing.
2: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> basically. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm He's going to do a Suarez that. handball on the line to like
1: just prevent <laughs> the result. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm thinking Ross in this one. I am thinking yeah. Ross, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying the big boys are going to get through in the in the
0: you know in the, in the following cup ties. So you're you're going Ross at, and James. You've gone Tonev.
2: Yeah. So you're the deciding vote, man.
0: I'm going to go Ross McCormack just because of the hype and the the hope that we were about to build, build a side that was going to get us back to the Premier League and be an, an absolute dud yeah. I'm going to chuck him in there as the worst club statement for a player leaving the club 27 about, words what, it was what, is <laughs> 27 that what it was? words someone sent it yeah. you know, it, was, yeah, it was like one line the, the club has come to an agreement to terminate his contract thanks Ross, bye, was basically it. So just for the, the, the best uh, exit statement that I've seen, I'm, I'm going to go Ross McCormack as well in, through to the semi-final 2-1. Second quarterfinal, Jolene Lescott versus Andre Moreira. Two players head-to-head here for, for two very different reasons.
2: This shouldn't be as difficult as I, I'm making it in my head, but Moreira is genuinely crap. But Lescott, like, I remember being not excited by his signing, but it seemed like a decent move, at least sort of yeah. semi decent move to make. And he yeah, wasn't; he, he had the Richards sorry, problem of being. All, he had the Richards problem of being like fairly all right until the, the wheels completely fell off. Whereas Mireira was just crap all the time.
0: <sighs> See, I look at that and go, I, I agree with what you're saying, but there's just if you if you said what's your what are your memories of the squad of the year that we went down. I, I just think Lescott every time yeah. he epitomised how rubbish we were that year and all the off the pitch stuff with the, the comments after we got, went down and the, the car tweet and oh, I can't get into the car tweet again on another but he was podcast, worse off but. the
1: pitch than on the pitch he wasn't that, well he was bad he played a part in the first, the first Villa team to get relegated for a generation he was supposed to be one of the senior players and didn't really show any leadership but other than that, he was all right. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to remember, cast my, mem- my mind back, but I think I've erased memories of that year, of the actual on-the-pitch stuff. Like I couldn't tell you whether he had any good moments at all. I just seem to remember him just clumsily walking around defence and just looking uninterested all the time and just being annoyed with him all the time.
2: The problem with Lescott and Richards is not necessarily just their ability, but I think they got found out very quickly by the fact that the rest of the team just wasn't playing, so they became the focus. Because A, yeah. they're the two centre-backs. And B, the whole team is getting played through. So they're the focus of every single goal. Every single goal that Villa got hammered by that season went through them. So there was a lot of focus on them. And like as much as Gay and Veritu and everyone else went on to succeed, like those were the guys who were meant to be giving... or the strikers who, who weren't giving any, any pressure. They were meant to be kind of taking the pressure off of Lescott and Richards who just had so much to deal with. And eventually just gave up. Or completely mm. gave up.
1: What, if, what What's it say for the Minnows though? If we're trying to rig this. <laughs> is it say <laughs> for the lesser nations? Or I'm what fear for them. <laughs> we're going with Lescott.
0: Oh, you can't yep. go with Lescott, sure. Tasty semi-final ahead, by the way. Ross McCormack versus Jolie and Lescott. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Quarterfinal <laughs> <laughs> quarter-final, number three. Charles anzogbia versus Aaron Tishbola. Clear winner there for me, I yeah,
2: think. It's in Zogbia's out of question, isn't it? When he's hyped like like the best dribble, one of the best dribblers in Europe and he comes in, I think the only dribbling he did was like on his pillow sleeping. <laughs> like, genuinely <laughs> like there's just nothing going on, man.
0: Oh goodness me. Matt wants to put Tish Bowler here oh, just... through as the underdog. I can feel it, but i, I can't I'm not having it. I can't.
1: I don't mind Nzogbia going through I mean, the far, I think the, far, the thing that I find strange about Nzogbia is for quite a high profile guy you know he'd kind of played for, in, for Newcastle he? and he'd had the kind of in here, had called him Charles Insom- Insomnia Adnay he? um, yeah. and he'd been he was a big name in Premier League terms you know for a couple of years he's just disappeared off the face of the earth since then so I think I'll justify getting him through just so he can have a bit of attention again because <laughs> what's happened to him? Didn't he go to um Sunderland and try him with them for a yeah, while? I
2: think I think that's in that Sunderland till like, I die thing. It's just like he, he's mentioned in passing as having turned up and then they just <laughs> never seen like <laughs> just Sounds
0: never, like his never as a whole. hear him again. <laughs> and I'll be turned up for a bit, but we'll just ignore that. Forget it. Last quarter final then. Mika Richards, Danny drinkwater.
2: Very tempted to put Drinkwater water for. Very, very tempted. Just, um, just for buns. It just no Honestly, all you can say about Drinkwater, it just goes down to the expectation, um, the transfer window, the context of the signing, and the punch. Like At least with Mika Richards, there is some level of, at least he says he tried. You know what I mean? At least he says,
0: I was injured and tried, and tried and tried. But, and obviously we're still in a position where we don't even know if football's coming back yet, Danny Drinkwater hasn't had enough time to show that... He is decent. Mm-hmm. Like if if the if we've got ten games left. If if and when those get played, and Danny Drinkwater scores three goals, and we stay up, and we've put him through to the final of the, the <laughs> worst player ever. Is that is that too harsh? We know we we already know what the rest of the guys have they've been and gone yeah. and had there for their Villa careers, and we know the full story or we know most of their stories. Danny Drinkwater, yes, so far it's been unfit. Looked slow, looked off it, and punched somebody or headbutted yeah. somebody or whatever he did. That's bad, but he could still potentially redeem himself. Is that fair? Richards couldn't redeem himself, though, could he?
2: Like that—that's the issue. Is if we—if we want Drinkwater to redeem himself, and I hope he does, because I want every player in a Villa shirt to succeed um, for their for their career and for Villa's sake. But
0: good caveat. Ri-
2: Richards didn't have the opportunity to redeem himself because of what he'd went yeah, through fair. which is a big issue because if you're saying oh he's crap because of that season again it comes to that Lescott thing of this is the guy that everyone had to rely on when Gabby weren't turning up this is the guy who had th- suddenly the entire villa world come crashing down on him Um everyone else kind of managed to shrug it off well Richards is really stuck with that stink is um is drink water going to redeem himself though? How is he going to redeem himself? Pro- you know what's he going to do? Not, grow, but... grow long hair and a moustache and
1: change his name and come back as Eddie Eat Food or something like that. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What's he? He's done, isn't he? He's done. This has all been thrown out of sync, mate. I've, I've my chances of rigging the competition have just disappeared. So I, I don't really care now. I just want to get through to the end. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll I don't mind which which one you vote. They're all a bunch of wasters anyway, aren't they? To be fair.
2: <laughs> Go on, Dan. You have a choice. Then you choose.
0: You've got to put you've got to put Richards in there. Yeah. I
2: think. Didn't Richards do the old Zulu sign?
0: Yes, he did. Um, he decided he didn't know what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. He deserves it then. <laughs> yeah, send him <it> for us. <laughs> Thank, thanks send for, that for that it. contribution, Matt. Semi-finals. obviously, we don't need to talk about all these players' careers at length again now, as we as we're approaching fifty minutes of yeah. recording. We've kind of gone through it, so we've got semi-final. I want number another one. thing
1: about Carlos Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: semi-final number one. Ross McCormack versus Julian Lescott, semi-final number two, Charles Azagbir versus Mika Richards. And we'll start with the first one, the early kickoff. Ross McCormack <laughs> against Jolien Lescott.
2: But in all these semi-finals, right, you got a really funny problem. Is they were all linked with Sunderland after leaving after leaving <laughs> Villa or after Villa got relegated? Um, McCormack's actually the funny one because in that that Sunderland documentary, were mentioned like right, they they pinned their hopes on him on him joining, and I'm like. Why would you do that? And they get really upset that the move fell through. And uh, I think you dodged a bullet there. I'd like, I think we send Ross McCormack through.
1: Don't you think it's, it's strange that you've got a situation where you've got somebody in Jolene Lescott who's got such a grasp, so high-tech and so clued up about modern technology that he can, he can tweet using his buttocks. <laughs> and on the other side, yet in the other corner, you've got Ross <laughs> McCormack who can't open a gate. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean are we, should we decide it in those terms? Or do you want to decide it on what they did on the football pitch?
0: oh god I don't know I can't I don't think I can separate these two the nah. they, they with oh god it is difficult if it was Ross McCormack versus Mika Richards I'd be kind of excusing the Mika Richards relegation thing with the you know he, he fronted up to the fans against whoever we played in that cup game and he was injured so it, you know that's that's not his fault and you know it wasn't his it wasn't his decision for somebody to pay him eighty grand or whatever it was, like and give him five year deals or whatever you know how mm-hmm. long we were stuck with him. That none of that was his fault. It's just he was a victim of circumstance. Well, Geraldine Lescott he did bad things off his own back. I say bad, like he's not killed anyone or anything, but in football terms he did some silly things and said stupid things. And obviously Ross McCormack had off the field problems as well. So So
2: what I would say about Lescott, I think everything he tried to do. Was either A to cover his own back or B to fix the situation, and it would just constantly blow up, like uh, like Tom and Jerry, like just constantly getting worse. <laughs> like everything he did, he was like chasing his own tail all the time, just trying to fix the last thing that he'd cocked up, and it just got worse and worse. And like the last thing he says is, and "I can completely understand why he said it. It's like relegation; it's a weight off our shoulders. It's over. You know, we've we've, we've committed, we sank it. What came out was, oh yeah, it's a weight off our shoulders.'" And like that, that's yeah. the, the, the the little voice beat that goes out. And if you say it, and I, I, it does get taken without context, but if you say that in such a drastic situation to try and fix things, it just gets worse. And I don't think he had the understanding of that fans weren't able to take on his context because he never presented it, like the tweet. The tweet just goes out and he's never able to present it in a context. He just goes, oh, it was accidental. But that he, he doesn't give the context to frame the situation. And he never did that and just constantly made things worse. Um, I think... The effort to try and fix things at least goes in his favour, whereas Ross McCormack weren't asked.
0: Journaling Lescott since the relegation, He's always on Sky. He's always on various things popping up out of nowhere going, Oh, I was a Villa fan and now they hate me, and blah, blah, blah. So I'll do one, mate. No one cares. So I am I, put I put Lescott through to the final, is my vote. I don't,
1: I, I don't know what I don't know on this one. Can we do it in alphabetical order? Lescott wins. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I'll go Lescott.
0: Are you going Lescott? Well, you, yeah. James, you go with McCormack, but you, don't, you, just, you, you outvoted to it, it doesn't go, I'm, matter. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so, L- Jolene Lescott makes it through to the final. Semi-final number two, Charles and Zogbia versus Mika Richards.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to go for in At least Mika Richards, there was no transfer for it. Is it Mika or Mika? I'm sure it's Mika, but I keep saying, I, I switch a lot, and I'm sure he said it's Mika. His, bo- his body let him down, didn't it? You're you too young to remember.
1: You, I want you to Google this, or now, or at a, at a future date. Have you I ever heard of Whizbit? WizBit. If you Google Whizbit, he's a Carter. It was like this kind of character, <laughs> this children's TV character when I was a kid. He's like this big, big yellow triangle. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah well, at it now,
2: where's this going? Well, my
1: my theory is that Mika Richards is a bit like an upside down Whizbit, where all of his all of his upper body strength. <laughs> He's kind of been concentrated to this point <laughs> of his legs. And I think eventually, because he was such this beast, I think his legs gave in. I think he would have loved to play football. I think he'd have loved to kept what was a very impressive career going by playing for Aston Villa. The thing that really annoyed me is why, why when we knew that his body was spent, how there couldn't be some agreement you know, with 18 months, two years of his contract left, there couldn't be some agreement grown up between the club and the player to say, okay, we're not going to pay the whole lot, but we can pay you half of it or whatever. Because it just just kind of exacerbated the situation. The more he was there, you know, and we heard people saying, oh, yeah, he's great, he's great around the dressing room. You're thinking, listen, that's a very expensive
2: cheerleader. I think Richard's worst problem is he probably wanted to desperately fix what had happened on the pitch or at least kind of put himself in the shop window by playing and then he was he was never able to like
0: so are we saying that charles and zogby beat mika richards in the semi-final i think so
2: just for effort because at least with richards there was kind of the sense of effort or the sense that he probably wanted to do better whereas in was just happy to just coast
0: you saying that as well matt you do you agree
2: yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm okay, hungry so, mate I'm so hungry We're doing this at the wrong time
0: The big grand finale For the worst Villa player In the last decade All comes down to this Habib Bay the, <laughs> Charles and Zogbia Versus Jolie and Lescott Two titans of the game <laughs> Going head to head In the award for the worst Villa player Of the last decade What's your gut reaction Before before we get stuck into The, the how's wise and what's
2: my gut reaction just does say Lescott, to be honest.
0: Yeah, same.
2: Lescott just constantly stuck in a circle, sticking his foot in his mouth and was never never able to get out of it. And I think kind of his explanation for it, at least he offers an explanation, but he's, he's in a worse situation than just being a bad player or a below average player, so... Yeah, I do think it goes on Les Scott, and I don't know, because this this all sounds really harsh now, I'm declaring him the worst <laughs> Worst. One. I feel a bit sorry for him now.
0: What's your, what's your gut saying, Matt? My gut saying can feed me, basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I think with Lescott, I think he qualifies for several reasons. I think he qualifies because he... He did play a part in... I think he ticks ticks a lot of the boxes, to be honest. He, he did play a part in Villa's worst season for a generation that got him relegated out of the league. He was actually one of the senior players with Premier League experience, so he was expected to be a leader within yeah. that. Previously, he was in pretty good form for West Brom. I think he was their player of the year, yeah, uh, yeah. although it is telling that Tony Pulis was prepared to let him go. <laughs> um, and I think... <laughs> So there's that. that, that's even before we talk about this kind of, you know, this tendency to shoot himself in the foot. So I, I do think, he, and no, let's, let's layer it on, let's give him a proper kicking. <laughs> and like you said, when he's been on, on, on doing punditry since, he's kind of almost giving it the kind of, yeah, Villa fans didn't like me. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. Isn't that yeah. There's a reason for it. We lost six nil to Liverpool, and it was shocking. And you tweeted a picture of a flash sports car. We got relegated with a shocking defensive record, and you were at the sen- you know you were at the centre of that defence. I think it's almost the kind of refusal to to take responsibility for that, even you know, even several years on. So I don't know. I don't don't want to don't want to kick the bloke
0: when he's down. But <laughs> you have anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, been terrible I think looking at the two we've kind of by a, a kind of chance of luck we've ended up with the kind of beginning of the decline versus the end of the decline with Charles and Zogby being the yeah. the, like, the, the fresh signing of here's 10 million on a winger that probably should perform better than they did but ultimately doesn't do a lot and you know, yeah, yeah, Villa lose out a lot of money but ultimately Villa don't suffer too much of a result of Charles and Zogby's lack of effort Jolene Lescott comes through as a free agent to kind of, I don't know, give us something at the back, a bit of leadership Steady if nothing else. Ship. Steady the ship. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you know, we've been on years of decline. Hopefully, this is something. This is a sign that can give us a little bit of something. But his lack of effort and his lack of ability results in Villa going down, and there is a, a realist, a, an actual real impact to him being a rubbish footballer. So as much as Ch- Charles and makes it all the way to the final because he's he's also a terrible footballer. It, I don't I don't care too much about him he like he kind of disappeared into the sunset didn't he that I don't see Charles and Zubbier about talking about talking about us on TalkSport anymore so I've kind of just forgot all about him whereas Lescott mm. keeps popping up here over there here there <laughs> and everywhere and it reminds me of how much I hate him every time oh,
2: hello <sighs> yes
0: I really hate that man <laughs> That's me watching Jolie and Lescott whenever he pops up on Sky. Just, I really hate that man. I just had somebody on from
1: Portugal, a bloke called Thiago, saying Lescott's a great player.
0: <laughs> you really rates him. My vote goes to Jolie and Lescott. Do we all are we all unanimous on that decision? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Give him the prize. Before we started, we kind of thought maybe we'll do a top five, but we decided to do this massively long-winded effort to get to a a final. I thought this was going to be like a 15-minute episode and we've hit an hour somehow. Um, But now we've kind of been left with a top four with the semi-final. So the top four players, worst players from the Aston Villa's last decade are Ross McCormack, Jolene Lescott, Mika Richards and Charles and Is there any glaring omissions there? Is there anyone that you, th- that you feel is unlucky not to have got to that stage? Going back though,
2: <laughs> unlucky not to have got to the worst. <laughs> Tanef probably dodged a bullet because if he'd come up against someone else like Marrero, he'd probably be in the-
0: end up being the final. Um, I think Bakuna not even getting to the quarterfinal is is very lucky. Do
1: you know the worst thing about it that we've not exactly been sport for choice, have we? I've probably probably used this analogy before but it's like trying to um, trying to find the the smallest of the seven dwarves and trying to find the worst (laughs) Villa player from the last last 10 years you know how bleak is it that we we've had all these options and we probably could have we probably could have had a round of thirty two or a round of sixty four, <laughs> to be honest, because without trying to have delusions of grandeur uh, as an Aston Villa fan and you know rival fans will say we're giving it the big end and stuff, but some of the players that Aston Villa have signed and then um, subsequently kind of banished in the last ten years wouldn't yeah. have been fit to wear the shirt of, of many many yeah. many vintages of Villa teams that I've seen down the years, so it's pretty bleak. To be honest, so fair play to the winner. <laughs> They've had to go some to achieve that, bad. haven't they?
0: Also, if we were doing a, a, a you know, the best player of the last decade, you, I think you'd struggle to even think of twenty contenders for that.
1: I think we like, just have to reverse engineer this, would not we, and go back to the group <laughs> yeah. stages and just pick one from there. <laughs>
0: I think you'd, you'd probably get maybe four or five players that think, oh yeah, they are they are decent, like a Benteco and a Grealish and people like that. Whereas, like you get to the bottom of that twenty list, and it'd be somebody totally random that isn't even that good because there isn't a standout twenty very good yeah. player. So, in a time where you know everyone's a bi- everyone's a bit negative and there's a lot of rubbish in the world, it'll be difficult to do a positive episode of the best players of Aston Villa because there isn't enough. Whereas with the worst the worst of Aston Villa, like you say, we could have gone a lot bigger than twenty. So. Yeah, Yeah. it's quite bleak really, but I've had a laugh. I've enjoyed myself for the last hour. Have you two had a a nice time? Lescott won't be having a laugh, will he? (laughs) (laughs) Pulled all that weight back on his shoulders. If you've enjoyed this episode of Claremont Blue, I didn't think this was going to be a podcast episode because I thought it'd be a lot shorter, but it is long enough to be a podcast now. So if you've enjoyed listening to our our rambles of the worst Villa player from the last decade, uh, let us know what you thought. Get involved in comment sections and on Twitter and and Facebook and all the rest of it to let us know if we were right with our winner, whether anyone was harsh to not get... no, not get through to the latter stages you know there's probably names that we've missed off even the list of 20 so do get involved with us and, uh, and get, interact with us on Twitter and social media and all the rest of it uh, thank you to Matt and James for joining me this afternoon and we'll see you again soon with another great content idea where we think of the title before we think of the episode thank you very much and uh, up the villa Yo. Sh- ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Claret and Blue an Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed tonight's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.